0: back kings and queens to another chapter of said said and if this is your first time watching thank you for tuning in i hope that you enjoyed today's message if you're watching this on youtube spotify or apple podcast be sure to like subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you can stay connected with the latest chapter Uh, before we get into today's uh, message uh, we're gonna pray all right so uh dear heavenly father we uh thank you so much for uh, giving us another day to live, another day to breathe, and another day to uh, just walk out in Your will, God, I just pray that You uh, come in. We invite the Holy Spirit to come in and move over us, and to um, allow us to just have conversation that uh, reflects solely on You, the, the goodness of uh, the goodness that You've done in our lives, the goodness that You've done for those around us, and just uh, just pray over. Um, our future and then we pray over those who are listening's future as well we thank you father for working out in our lives thank you for growing us and molding us into who you want us to be and and um, just let us have a good show today in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. all right Josiah what's up man what's up brother what's up bro (laughs) (laughs) how you doing
1: Um, hey man I'm blessed man just blessed to be here
0: absolutely man I appreciate you coming on the show, and I
1: appreciate you for having me on the show, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh, your first podcast. Yes, sir. First right? podcast, yeah. That's m- yeah. my honor to have you on. Thank you. For sure. Um, So, what made you want to come on the show?
1: Um, Man, to be honest, you know, like, ever since, you know, like, I heard, you know, like, the other podcast, you know, like, I kind of checked it out, and, you know, like, it seemed very interesting, you know, one, you know, like, not just to be on a podcast, you know, like, but to talk about, you know, God, to talk about Jesus, you know, it's just mm-hmm. something very, very interesting to me and definitely something like that I want to be a part of.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Thank you yeah. for being a part of it, Appreciate too. Appreciate it, man. So now you're part of Pot Evangelism, yes, which sir. is dope, man. Yeah. Um, so we had met back at Barber School, yeah. and um, that's where you heard about that I had, yeah. had a podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, at what point did you want to, did you think like, man, I want to come on and talk about God?
1: Man, to be honest, um, I feel like the first time, like, when I actually, you know, was definitely when you had introduced me to Lakewood, you know, to the church, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when I went to my first service, man, I was like, wow, you know, like, like, that place really felt like home to me. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, like, like I remember, like, by your podcast, and then, you know, like, I guess from that point, you know, like, I was just really, really interested, like, to come on, you know, like, to talk about all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. And you're 17 years old. Yeah, I'm 17. So you're young. Yeah. You're actually the, besides my niece, you're the youngest person I've ever had oh, really? officially come on the show. Hey, man, yeah. it's an honor. Yeah, for real. No, it is, man. And uh, so you went to Lakewood. How, how was your first, so prior to Lakewood, so you're from Colorado, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. in Colorado, did y'all ever go to church?
1: Um, Well, me and my mom, like, we would go to church, but um, like, It kind of really wasn't like like an every sunday kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. it would kind of just be you know like once every like two weeks you know like we'd go like or maybe it was just her going you know Mm -hmm. but um yeah so it was kind of just like that but you know it was never like like where i was like going like every single sunday you know where i was like, oh you know like i'm very excited to go you know like (laughs) no because i am be honest with you like it was never really like that for me Mm -hmm. you know like over there you know but until like i started going to lakewood you know Ever since my first service, which is on New Year's, man, like, like, to be honest, like, I just like each week, I, I just really just look forward to going to church, man, every Sunday, man. Yeah. And it's man, that place is really just it's amazing, man. I love going. It's doing something yeah, for you, definitely.
0: That's good. Yeah. So, what are you getting different? Like, what kind of did you grow up Catholic? Did you grow up Christ? like, what kind of church did you go to? Yeah. Do you know the name of it? Uh, uh, back in no, Colorado? I don't.
1: But um, it was a uh, Christian, you know, definitely. Um, I guess kind of like um well like my family like like has never really been like you know like really really you know like that you know like going every sunday and stuff well like like for my mom example like she believes in god you know like she goes to church but she was never kind of the type to like like force it on us, like hey like we're Mm -hmm. going you know hey like we're gonna go do this you know pray you know right so it's never really like that so growing up like like i don't know like if this is going to make sense but like I knew of God, you know, but I didn't know him, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So like that's how it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand that. You you were taught like you were taught about God, but you mm-hmm. never like had a relationship exactly. with him to where you could you 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 could feel like that that small voice, yeah. that tug of like, yeah. okay, something's kind of guiding you here and you're yeah. like not alone. Exactly. Yeah, I had um I had that same thing. Growing up, I'm actually going through that right now. I think oh, really? you, Daisy, my wife, uh, I think we're all going through that Definitely. right now. It's where we're all trying to, we all came up in a way where we knew of God, but we didn't know him. Or we yeah. knew of Jesus, but we didn't know who Jesus was. Yeah. Um. So what about your dad? Does your dad do uh, did you ever go to church with y'all or did you ever go to church even now or? Um,
1: Well, about my dad. So when, like, when I was still in Colorado, because, I mean, well, prior up to um, my dad, I guess, my dad, like, he wasn't, like, really always home, you know. Like, my dad always had, like, you know, like, that kind of job, you know, like, that he was always kind of, like, away from home, you know, you know, like, being, like, a truck driver, you mm. know, having his own trucking business. Right. My dad, like, you know, he wasn't really, you know, like, there, like, at the house much. So, like we kind of rarely saw my dad a lot, mm-hmm. but, um, but no, not really. My dad wouldn't really like, you know, like, you know, like he would kind of like talk about God, but he wasn't like, you know, like going to church about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, and then now I guess him being here in Houston, um, uh, my dad, um, like when I would, you know, sometimes talk to him, you know, back in Colorado, you know, when he was already here, you know, he would tell me like, Oh, like I'm going to church you know, I'm going to church, you know, like. With some guys from work they invited me mm-hmm. but um yeah you know but uh besides that nah, my dad didn't really you know yeah not oh. much man yeah
0: same you know it's the last time we had a conversation after our men's group um i started to realize like through talking to you like you and i have a lot in yeah, common yeah. like yeah. a lot in common because my dad used to work all the time dude um uh, 80 hours a week, 84 hours a week, mm-hmm. um, 72 yeah. hours a week, yeah. just every day, 10 hour days, yeah. 12 hour days. Right. Yeah. And he provided all the time. I mean, we never had to really worry about where our next I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was coming from. Mm-hmm. And it don't matter what it was. It, it was. I mean, we had food yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, we always had clothes on our back whenever it came to school time. We could always get school clothes We can get school supplies. It was never really a stress mm-hmm. for it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know my dad too much Yeah, we never really had a relationship mm-hmm. at all Yeah, and he also didn't go to church either very much. I think he, he does now he he goes now But back then he didn't and I always used to pin my parents against each other when I was like five years old My mom she tried to take me to Lakewood uh, or she did take me to Lakewood when I was five but <laughs> there got to a point to where i used to fight her on it because i said well you know dad's not going so why do i have to go uh, yeah and then you know my dad would say stuff like well he could stay here with me you know it's fine mm-hmm. like go ahead and go yeah. so she would go and then yeah. i'd stay home or she would make me go with her yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he yeah, would yeah. stay yeah. home <laughs> yeah. but he didn't i don't think he grew up um with or with knowledge of like going to church and stuff mm-hmm. or maybe he did i really don't know too well honestly but um yeah i feel like you and i have a, a lot in common of our upbringing in that sense and but so with uh with like what so um you heard about the podcast and what was like one of your first impressions that you, we had of each other when we so, met at school
1: i feel like when i first met you um I feel like for me you know like like I'm the type where I don't like you know you know like making like an image of somebody like until I actually meet that person you know okay so you know uh, like you know like when I first saw you I was like oh you know you know like he's a barber you know like hey he seems really cool you know because mm-hmm. you know I saw you like greeting everyone yeah. you know he's you were very you know humble you're very humble with everyone very nice you know so I was like, oh you know like he's a real cool person you know but um. When I had a conversation with you, man, it was like, um, like, I don't really know how to explain it, but like, I just felt like, like almost, you know, like, like a connection, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so it was almost like a connection and talk to that. It was kind of like every time, you know, I would see you when I would show up, you know, like how it kind of just like slowly, slowly just start talking to you and talking. To you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, I could tell like when you came in, you were one of my first impressions of you, you were quiet. And but open, you know. Like, there's some yeah. people who are quiet and just don't want to talk. But mm. once you like opened up or yeah. talk to that person, yeah. they're very like open. But um, yeah, it's funny, man. It's it, it was uh, and we would get into our deep conversations here yeah, and there yeah. when <laughs> when no one was around. But yeah. uh so, what has what has Lakewood and your walk with God been doing for you, as far as going to church and you know? Was your growth like that ever before coming to the barber school, mm-hmm. like before we met? Yeah. Were you ever going to church or yeah. when when did this start happening?
1: Uh, I guess all of this like, you know, like I guess all of this like really, really did start happening when I started getting, you know, like to church a lot more. You know, I mean, like when I started going to Lakewood a lot more every Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. so you like recently I've been going every, you know, every Sunday, you know, kind of like every like little like event they do i try to make it and stuff mm-hmm. but i guess before that um like i'm gonna be honest no you know I, I didn't really you know like really see like the growth you know it's like like i didn't really see the growth mm-hmm. um as much like as i really see it now you know and like all i can really say about that is um like god is you no know, he's working on always yeah. you know like he's working on you like he's working mm-hmm. on all of us yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. no he is um so what what made you feel compelled to want to go? Um, to, to, honest, to church, like what made yeah, you yeah, want to start church. going? Like what tugged um, you?
1: I feel like we're talking, man. It was just like I like I don't know, but it was just just like something like inside of me, like just told me like, "Hey, go, yeah, like, like just go. Trust me, go." Because when I would go to church with my dad here, you know, like uh, we used to go to this church in um, Jersey Village. So we used to go to this church up by like, Jersey Village, and then when we would go, um, like I don't know, like. I didn't really feel like any like kind of like connection you know like being there you know like mm-hmm. i didn't really you know feel you know like all oh, excited you know going there like i don't know why i just don't know why <laughs> but uh, i don't man. i don't understand i, I don't yeah I until yeah. that's what i'm saying like again like my first service at lakewood it was just like an eye-opener you know what i mean and then after that service it was like whoa you know like like I felt something, you know, like, I I felt something there, you know, I felt like warm being there, I felt so positive being there, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just something very incredible.
0: Yeah, what was it that you felt? What was it that you heard?
1: I feel like, kind of felt, like, free, like, part of me felt free, you know what I mean? Uh, It felt like, I felt free after kind of being, like, like, tucked away for, like, a long time, you know? It felt like it was finally kind of just opening and opening opening up slowly
0: yeah yeah no that's so good i I felt the same i feel the same way yeah um when i go i feel free and i feel like i feel like whenever i go when i go there i come in heavy like i come in real heavy i feel heavy on my like shoulders Mm -hmm. heavy in my spirit and then whenever whenever i leave i feel lighter i feel like man like that, like (laughs) they took it they took it all off of me man um both in when Joel speaks and in the Spanish service, mm-hmm. although like I couldn't really understand what they're talking about, <laughs> it just felt good. I could tell, like, on some of the stuff I was picking up in there, I was like, wow, that's actually, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good church, yeah. And, um, so that's that's good, man. That's good. What do you have any brothers and sisters?
1: Um, yeah, I have, um, yeah, so, um, I have, let's see. So, I think I have, like, eight siblings. (laughs) Yeah, no, uh, I have, like, eight siblings, but um, the one closest to me, he's 23. Um, Mm -hmm. But, so, yeah, so I'm the youngest out of everyone. But, like, most of them are already grown up, you know, like, they're, like, already in their 20s, their 30s, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I haven't really met, like, most of them. Like, I I met a few, but, you know, not really had, like, a really connection with them. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's crazy to think. And do any of them have a relationship with God, or um, do they I, go to church?
1: I feel like the only one I could really talk about is uh, my brother, who I live with. You know, like on that's twenty-three. Uh, but no, uh, he he uh, he doesn't believe in God. Oh, he you
0: don't know, believe in God. He,
1: like he doesn't believe in any of that stuff. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I mean, you know, everyone's gonna have their own opinions on things. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's his relationship like with your dad?
1: Uh, man, that's rough. Let's say it like that, very rough. They, yeah. I feel like what I can say about them too, is, um, like they probably don't see it, but they're like the same exact person. So, <laughs> you know, so whenever yeah. like they come, you know, like in contact, man, it's just like, you not it's just not good, you know? Two alphas yeah, yeah, yeah coming yeah. together. Yeah. But yeah, they just, they're the same person. So like that relationship isn't, mm-hmm. it's rough, man. Yeah.
0: yeah my and my family were like that too um like i'm like i'm kind of like my dad and in a lot of ways i'm like my mom in a lot of ways too but like my dad in a lot of ways and we sometimes don't see eye to eye and then uh my mom's like her mom (laughs) in a lot of ways and they don't be seeing eye to eye either bro it's just so funny how that happens how it's like y'all are exactly the same yet y'all you know y'all don't see eye to eye on some stuff yeah it's just so funny um how was your relationship like growing up with your parents
1: um i feel like man growing up with my parents um it was um i guess in a way it was kind of rough not like you know like physically you know like none like that like financially, mm-hmm. nothing like that i guess it was kind of just like more like like emotionally for me you know Mm-hmm. Uh, like i love my parents a lot you know like i'm real grateful for them you know and um i pray for them mm-hmm. but um i just feel like growing up you know like kind of like with them together it was kind of like like a dark cloud was over me all the time all the time you know that's kind of how it was same
0: yeah yeah same yeah but what was that emotional dark cloud Uh, i just felt very
1: alone man very very alone uh mm-hmm lot you know and then got to a point where you know my brother was 17 and my brother had actually he uh, he had moved out mm-hmm. so my brother had moved out and then he had just left myself with my parents mm-hmm. and um and I guess in a way uh, I kind of had to like grow up you know alone in a way you know Um I, I guess like I always had to spend time like 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 with other families you know like with other people and I guess, like, I don't know, like, if I really saw when I was, like, younger, but I guess now, like, it kind of started, like, like catching up to me more. But, um, like, it didn't really feel good knowing that I had to spend a lot of my childhood with other families, you know, like, with other people. But I couldn't spend it, you know, like, like with my own people, with my own family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And well, what was the reason why you couldn't? Um, my
1: parents... Uh, they fight a lot, man, you know, fight mm-hmm. a lot, you know, insults, you know, kind of just like that, you know. And it's like, um, like, I guess, like, the way, like, I've kind of, like, explained it to my mom is, like, what, well, what it was with them, like, it's like a war that, like, where the two, you know, armies just don't want to give up, you know, where nobody wants to raise their white flag, like, you know, nobody wants to, you know, like, be number two. So it's kind of like that. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Was it always like that or always. Always Always, like that. Yeah, always. Always. Did it ever reflect you and your brother's relationship?
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. Um actually uh two years ago, two years ago, um things had gotten really rough between me and my brother. Like really rough. Um me and my brother it was like every day. It was an argument. It was like a physical fight every single day. You know, Mm it was it was rough, man. Because, you know, like we couldn't meet eye to eye for anything, you know, anything, you know, like it was always, you know, like someone did this, someone did this, you know, Mm -hmm. it was always like that kind of relationship where, man, meeting eye to eye was very, very rare.
0: Yeah. yeah, Uh, We're the same way. Um, My parents, like growing up, it was the same thing. I kind of remember, I mean, there were good times, like Mm -hmm. really good times sometimes, but I often remember that there was uh, a lot of yelling, a lot of arguing, a lot of, um, just like back and forth, insults also. Yeah. um, And then my brother and I would also fight too. Yeah. And you know, we would not all the time. Oh, sometimes <laughs> it felt like all the time at times, but we were always at each other's throat, always like just being problem problematic towards mm-hmm. each other. But what do you think that stems from? What do you think, why do you think that they were like that you and your your mom and your um, dad.
1: My dad. Um, that's a question that I asked myself for a very long time. Very mm-hmm. long time. And until recently, um, I don't know if this is the answer, but um, at the classes at church, um, when we were reading the book, it talked about uh, generational sins. Mm-hmm. And it talked about how sins can pass from one generation to another because sins are not forgiven. And then I kind of look back from what I know, Of like, for example, like my mom and my dad. And then I kind of, you know, like, like, like connected A and B, you know, like I connected the dots and then I started thinking like, huh, you know, yeah. So maybe, like, maybe that, you know, maybe generational sins, you know, maybe passed down, you know, forgiveness isn't there, you know, something
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know what our parents went through, Mm -hmm. right? We don't know what their relationship was like, but that's good that you can recognize that it it can be from yeah generational sin of not um forgiveness or being like a womanizer mm-hmm. for instance yeah. or like that was one in mine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one in mine was you know the womanization thing of like you know a, a man needs to be a player and um it's funny my dad used to you know, treat my mom a certain way or say certain things to her. And then he would just tell me, well, but when you get a wife or when you get a girl, don't do that. Yeah. And yeah. and that when I got older, that started to become a real issue for me because I look back even now and I think sometimes on my relationships that I have of like, wow, that I realized I wouldn't have never did what I did back then now because I know more about where I've come from. I know more about why I think the way I think, why I do the things I do. And I had to understand my parents and my upbringing to get to start. I don't know. God started doing a lot of revealing, um, okay. to me about okay. some things. And you said that that men's group brought you to that point of like a generational, uh, curse, right? What you mm-hmm. called of mm-hmm. not forgiving or yeah, s- yeah. unforgiving sin. Yeah, what is it yeah, called? Uh, generational.
1: Yeah. So it's the, um, uh, a, uh, generational sin, mm-hmm. um, like it can pass down because either somebody has not forgiven something or has not forgave, you know, something that happened, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: Did that bring anything to light for you as far as anything in specific?
1: Yeah. Kind of like, um, like, uh, you know, like you just said, I feel like just reading that it, it was like God kind of like revealing something, you know, like something like, for example, like with my dad, you know, like, I feel like kind of like revealed like a little bit of like maybe my dad's past, you know, like from what I've been told of, you know, my dad's upbringing, you know, and then reading that, it, you know, it kind of just like, like revealed something in me, you know, like it revealed something.
0: What do you think it was?
1: Uh, well, like, I think that's because my dad has not forgiven something or, you know, or someone in his life, you know, and he feels, you know, maybe, like, some type of anger. He feels something inside of him, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as, you know, a person might say, like, oh, like, I forgave you, I forgave you, I forgave you, I forgave you, you know. Um, today in church, um, Joyce, right, is her name Joyce? Mm-hmm. So she was talking about, um, and this really, st- uh, like, this really stuck with me and, like, and it's still in my mind. She said, uh, forgiveness isn't a feeling. She says forgiveness is not something we feel. Uh, forgiveness can be for example like praying for that person, you know forgiveness can be you know Like putting them in God's hands, you know, like if that person like hey, you know, like I need your help with this You think you help me out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, you know, that's forgiveness, you know forgiveness isn't saying Oh, yeah, I'm gonna forgive you and then you feel all free, you know, you, you don't feel nothing for that person So, yeah,
0: interesting and how did you or how are you applying that to yourself? Um, I feel like I'm applying
1: it to myself because um you know, um, I feel like I'm applying it to myself because I feel like up to this point, there had been a lot of things and a lot of people that I hadn't forgiven, like mm-hmm. my parents, for example. My mm-hmm. parents, um, I was actually talking to, mom, uh, to my mom about this because every time we talk about, you know, like me and my brother's upbringing, like it gets really emotional for her. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of just told my mom, I was like, you know, even though you know, things happen, you know, basically like our whole lives, you know, our whole childhood. Um, I forgive you, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of, you know, like, and I told her that uh, that I loved her very much and that I forgave her. And like, she, like, she really just broke down crying on the phone. And she said that she was really sorry for, you know, for everything that happened on her part. Mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and that's good. I think that releases both y'all a lot. Mm-hmm. And If your parents, I don't know much about your parents, like their relationship Mm -hmm. with their parents, Mm -hmm. but that's going to play a lot into who they are and it's going to play a lot into how they raised you Mm -hmm. or how they even how their marriage went. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I'm starting to notice a lot with myself is that it's um, when... I had came to that point too where I had called my dad and told him that I you know hey you're a great dad cuz my dad used to say well I failed you guys he always says that it's, mm-hmm. it's so annoying and he's like you know I failed you I failed you and, and I'm thinking in my head like okay you gotta cut that victimization stuff out for one uh, cuz no one feels sorry for you but the thing is also is that you did the best that you could yeah. you know what I mean and with what you were given and what you were taught and what you were raised with he didn't have a very easy upbringing but we don't hold that back against you. Same thing with your dad. I don't know his upbringing, but the thing is, you said you don't know who he needs to forgive or what he needs to forgive. The thing he probably needs to forgive the most is himself. That's tough. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. No, uh, that's, yeah. that's 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 yeah. seriously that's probably yeah. it. You gotta let yourself go. See, we could all tell you. I don't know your dad's name, but we could all tell him, "Hey, we all forgive you. Your brothers, your sisters, everyone, your mom, everyone can tell him we forgive you." Uh, But if he doesn't forgive himself What does it matter? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I've always like I say on the show I say uh, to love yourself so that you can love someone else if you don't love yourself How can you love someone else if you're always critical of yourself, then you're gonna be critical of everyone else you have to That's why I think one of the Ten Commandments is to It says to love your neighbor as you love yourself sorry that's where it, it kind of comes from or mm-hmm. that's where i i kind of got it from was to love yourself so you can go love someone else is because you need to love thy neighbor as you love yourself it doesn't say love your self. It, it it's telling you basically you got to in order to treat everybody the way that you need to treat them and love them the way that you need to is that you have to start with you first so with your father that's probably one of um, his things I know with my dad if I could make it outside speculation I would say that he needs to forgive himself mm-hmm. love himself yeah. and then everything else kind of like falls into place but it's um, it's facing a lot and if they've never been taught that then yeah. it's kind of like a, a messed up trap yeah, yeah, that they're gonna be in definitely. you know what I'm saying because yeah. like had you not gone to the men's group, who knows where you would have came yeah. up with that revelation yeah. from, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that what I love about you, men is that you're 17 years old, you're going to church, you are going to a men's group where you're the youngest one by like some years, bro. Yeah. And that's funny because it reminds me of me. I was always the youngest in the group anywhere mm-hmm. else that I went, yeah. right? But that's because when I looked around me, I just knew I didn't like the environment I was in. I didn't want to be around that environment. And I remember talking to you one time, cause you had came up to me talking about um, uh, uh, a past um, girlfriend of yours. And I had told you, you know, if, do you want to change yourself? Like, do you want to separate yourself from any of the other guys that are out here? And you're like, yeah, I was like, well, the way that you do that is by getting closer to Christ and understanding who Christ is and understanding who God is, because God is going to form you and make you into who you need to be in his will. And we all have a personal will. Like, I know she talked about having a will today mm. in God's will. Yeah. But having a God's will is being obedient in his will. Obedient is like obedient to his word of like when we've talked about it, like for like not cheating to not, you know, conducting sexual stuff, um, before marriage. Um, to not cuss, to not do all these things. But see, it sounds like religion will tell you don't do it, 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 it, right? But that's religion. Relationship with Christ tells you why not to do it. Like, although yes, you don't do this, but here's why. Let me explain to you why we don't do this. Because by doing these things, it's going to hurt you more, harm you, and keep you trapped. Although you think it's freeing you, it's not. It's actually freeing you by by watching yourself not conducting sexual immorality or not cussing and stuff like that. Everybody else does it. And that was my yeah. biggest thing. If everybody else is doing it, then why am I going to follow it? Yeah. Um, but I think that's a heavy one is loving yourself and forgiving yourself. Yeah. It's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that you taking it upon yourself to call your mom. Have you talked to your dad about that?
1: Um, See, I haven't seen, no. to be honest, I haven't, you know, um, with my dad, I just, um, I don't really, like, like, I know, like, it has to be done, you know, of course, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I just feel like with my dad, like, it hasn't really been as easy, you know, to, mm-hmm. like, kind of do it, like, you know, like I did it with my mom, you know, hasn't really been as easy. Why not? Uh, I just feel like, kind of like the examples you know definitely examples that are set you know like you know now like if we're talking about like you know like the men's group for example and you know like this is like you know and like this is you know like not me saying like i'm gonna you know like throw you know shade on my dad you know because he a great person Mm -hmm. but going to the men's group it was the first time actually having like an actual good role model and example you know, what I mean, like being a man, you know, because besides that, like, I didn't really have like, you know, like, you know, like, like that role model, you know, that could mm-hmm. like, like that taught me be Like, hey, you know, like a man is supposed to be like this, you know, like, not like that, you know, I didn't have that, you know, I had just straight, I guess, like how would I put it? Like, I didn't really have any of that. I guess I just had more like pictures, you know, kind of just like watch and learn kind You know watch and learn but even that watch and learn it it wasn't good you know Mm it wasn't good see like it was kind of see like you're talking about like a lot of stuff that you know like we normalize a lot which is what getting with a lot of girls you know like going out you know and like trying to get you know like with as many girls you know all that stuff is so like very very like normalized because everyone does it you know basically like a lot a lot of people do it Mm -hmm. so I guess, you know, like, that was kind of the, like, the examples, you know, like, I remember this was actually kind of recent, um, this was, like, two months ago, I'm pretty sure, like, a month or two ago, but I remember I was getting ready to, um, I was getting ready to head out, and my dad, he started just, like, talking to me, and then, uh, he started talking to me about, like, girls, you know, he used to just start talking about girls, I was like, oh, okay, and, um, you know he, like he started kind of just saying like hey you know <laughs> like you should really like, like go get some condoms because you never know you know what i mean like what you're gonna you know mm-hmm. and then and then i kind of told him i was just like you know right now i'm not looking for any of that at all right now you yeah. know at all and then um he told me he was all like why are you trying to live like a, uh like a pastor mm-hmm. you know like why are you trying to live like a pastor you know, and then, and then like I didn't really you know like tell him anything. I kind of just left after that. But I thought about that you know like, and I thought about how like like the mindsets are so different, right? You know, and there you know like that was a really good example, yeah, know, for me where you know I kind of compared that to what I'm seeing at the men classes, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So to to go off that. My dad used to say the same thing to me. Actually, my brother was one of those, uh, he's 20, I'm the oldest, Mm -hmm. but he's about 24 years old. And then I have another brother who's your your age. No. Uh, But it's funny, I had said that, you know, I'm gonna stop having sex and, you know, I I wanna, I'm chilling, like I'm not trying to sleep around, like I don't wanna date around, I just just wanna get into my own world and Uh, follow God more, you know, because I was reading in certain things, like I was reading, I believe it was in Romans or in Corinthians, where it talks about sexual immorality. And sexual immorality, I learned is, I thought for some reason, I don't know why I thought it was sexual penetration. (laughs) Right? It's just not, you know, because like, well, just because you're not penetrating and actually having um, physical sex, Mm -hmm. actual sex Sexual morality is conducting of any type of sex. So it's like masturbating, uh, even masturbating and and having that with someone else, um, foreplay for instance, right, Mm, with someone else. Um, These things, like you shouldn't be doing them. And I never thought about why. I never thought about why until one day it kind of hit me on like, why not to? And by then I was already too far. I mean, years far, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But then I'm thinking back to what is it that I'm do? Why am I around with multiple partners? Why am I going and doing these things? And I started realizing, like, I have something personally wrong with me, and I don't value myself enough as a man. And I also was taught as a child, just like how you were, that you need to be talking to multiple chicks, or you need to be talking to somebody, or you need to dress a certain way, yeah. look a certain way, listen yeah. to certain music. Get a certain car by a certain age and that that way you can, you know, if, if your friends are smoking weed and all the hot chicks are hanging out with the guy who's smoking weed or selling yeah. dope. Yeah. Well, then I guess I got to do it, too, because that's yeah. what I want. Yeah. Or um, if they're out drinking, too, and they're going to go drink, although we're in high school, if they're drinking and they're going to get they get to you know, talk to these girls or these certain girls want to be with them, then I guess I have to do that, yeah. too. A bunch of crap. Like, it's a bunch of crap because society is telling you, like, society has such a wrong thing on us men. And I notice like, not even just my dad, but if I look around at all the male figures, if I could grab them, right, all the male figures that I have, my uncles, my dad's friends, people like that, um, even my friends. I never really had friends whose parents were going to church and following God. And telling us not to do certain things and to treat women a certain way. Well, it was treat a woman right, mm-hmm. but multiple, yeah. treat multiple yeah. women right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wish I would have had that to where, because that's not a man. Like you said something that you learned. You said something that hit so hard with me right now is that by going to the men's class, you learn what a man, a real man is meant to be. Yeah. And had you not gone to that class, you might've not had that and i think i remember you were in the class one time and i said in the classroom at school and i said well if you've come into contact with me that's because god is literally working on your life i said something along those lines yeah. and then it's crazy that through doing so god has like led you into going to church and into this men's group to start seeing that men aren't meant to be with multiple women all the time. We're literally meant to be with like one person and to have her, our heart literally for her and just for her. And I wouldn't have learned that either really. I mean, I started to, cause I started learning it on my own, but I wish I would have had someone where like a class like this, yeah. I would have learned a lot earlier. Yeah, definitely. Um, but on that men's group, what has the men's group been doing for you?
1: Um, I feel like the men group, what it's been doing for me, it's, uh, it's made me look at a lot of things very differently, very, very differently. You like know? what? Um, like, uh, like a lot of habits, definitely like, uh, in the book, you know, um, mm-hmm. it talked about there's five sins that are going to keep a man from reaching his full potential. It's lust, tempting Christ, uh, murmuring.
0: Um, you said there's murmuring, tempting Christ, lust. idolization, um, lusting and oh man i can't wait yeah, to forget last one, one. they better not be watching me and i better pass <laughs> my final exam <laughs> no,
1: like, like i always forget the last one
0: good uh we're gonna find out right now five right. sins kept fornication
1: fornication there you go that's the one
0: all right so'll we'll give it to him again there is idolatry sorry uh adultery Where is it one two three four five six that's six but and it uh, talks
1: about the main f- five sorry yeah. yeah
0: lusting idolatry fornication tempting christ and murmuring. yeah
1: those five yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh see i could really name like like some good examples on like each one really but, for um, like for example uh so with lust you know um lust i can give off some kind of recent examples actually so like a, like at school for example like mm-hmm. see lust isn't just sexual sin you know like you're, like just gonna go have sex with a person you know so like lust is a lot of different things that's
0: what we think it is yeah you see at least men that's, that's what i thought yeah, it was Exactly. exactly. <laughs> see, you're lusting cool. after a woman that's yeah, what i exactly, thought it was yeah yeah. yeah.
1: And And, um, like, at school, um, like, I kind of notice and, like, I hear, like, how, like, other, you know, guys talk at school about a lot of different things and mostly girls, you know, like, they'll call girls, like, you know, like, like they'll see them, like, more like, kind of like objects in a way, mm. you know what I mean? Like, someone you're just going to hit up, you know, to, you know, to just link up, you know, one night and just not talk to, you know, like, like that's kind of just, like, how they're talking, like, and I kind of just sit there thinking, like, like, Kind of, like kinda of just mind blown like, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, you know, like per you know, I can't blame them, you know. I can't blame them because, you know, I was once there too, you know, of course, you know, like so so are you, I'm guessing you too. Like we all were, you know, we, we were all there just, you know, in this like little like almost kind of just, you know, like a circle, you know, almost like a circle where, you know where, you know, like we see women just as You know something you know to get pleasure out of you know just something you know we're gonna lust after Mm -hmm. but like there's so much more than that yeah see for me
0: for me growing up it was um i had to have like a personal connection with you for me to talk to you i didn't care if you look good or not if i couldn't i didn't care if you were attractive or not Mm -hmm. It, it in the sense that It wasn't about outside looks for me i really really had to connect with you and talk to you otherwise like why am i going to hang out with you you're boring like or you have nothing to talk about or Mm -hmm. you're just like yeah you're just dud but uh, you're right we have to start seeing our like women are more than just objects it's not possession yeah it's not, and I, and I hate that about your generation and I know it kind of comes from my generation too, but then again, it also comes from the generation before and just right, generation before that. It's like, bro, when it does it stop? On. It, it just, just keeps it just passing on. on. Like yeah. when does it stop? Like at what point? And I, and I know where it stops. It stops here because I, with the show, um, this is the goal. The goal of the show yeah. is to start getting men to start opening their eyes to how men really yeah. need to be mm-hmm. like, and, and. Because I don't want any man or any guy to go through whatever what I went through. Um, yeah. And i sure if I have kids, I don't want my kids to go through what I went through. Yeah. I'll be dang if my son is bringing around, you know, a girl after girl yeah. after girl. Or if my daughter is bringing guy after guy. Like, that's an issue. And a lot of us don't think about it like yeah. that. A lot mm-hmm. of us see it, I think, as... I think a lot of us see it as we're young and we're gonna do what we want Mm -hmm. but by the time you get old enough you're not gonna you're gonna be too far deep yeah you gonna have a lot to lay down at night and just think about yeah
1: because it's just something that's been so like normalized a lot a lot like
0: sex showing yourself uh sending pictures like i remember they used to do that back in high school bro and um that's they used to I shouldn't say they used to trade pictures of oh. of girls. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, and it's, I never understood it. I never understood why they yeah. did stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, it's just sad to think that like, yeah, you could say it's just boys being boys, but it's like, really, these are the men of our future. Yeah. Like you want that growing up and raising a family? Like this is how it is. And it's cause their dads weren't nothing and I don't mean it like that, but their dads weren't taught anything from their parents. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, but also again, it takes it to a point like you, you're 17 doing it now and I'm just now doing it. I've been doing it for about seven years now, eight years now, but taking the stance of like, I'm realizing where my dad is or I'm realizing where the people around me are and I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. So how do I become something bigger and better as far as for me, for my spirit, and I realize the common denominator is that none of them have God in their lives. Yeah. At least if they have God in their life, none of them apply. Yeah. What God has. Yeah. In their life, it's yeah. cool to go to the class. Yeah. It's cool to go to church, but are you applying to your life
1: mm-hmm.
0: what you're learning? Mm-hmm. If you're not applying it, then it's kind of.
1: It's just useless. It's pointless. At that point, yeah. You're yeah. kind of
0: doing it for. It's almost like a weapon. It's like oh i go to church oh you do wow he must be a good guy and then you go home and you sleep with her and then you don't talk to her no more yeah. but you were a good guy you go to church and everything that doesn't make you a good guy yeah. it's a, it's you have to apply these things and you have to really have christ start living in you of like look i'm not even having sex so that's yeah. how far that's yeah. how deep i'm following god yeah i'm not having sex you ain't got nothing to worry yeah. about i'm trying to figure out if you're if i don't i don't care if you're attracted to me. What I'm trying to figure out is, are you good for me? Are are you what God says you should be a helper? A woman is supposed to be your helper. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to be your wisdom. Are you going to support you? All these things. And you're leading her. So you have to make and mold yourself. Like, that's what I had to do. I had to like strip myself or God really, Christ had to strip myself of everything that I was and turn me into this thing that I can never really see myself ever yeah. being. It was. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. God, sorry. So you talking about lust and yeah,
1: lust, um, murmuring. You know, murmuring. Kind of like um, it's something that I feel like a lot of people don't really realize because murmuring. You know, like, you know, like, like if I you know go out there, you know, like an ass, you know, hey, you know, like what's murmuring? Like a lot of people are gonna be like, I don't know, but once like I really started reading it, you you, you I guess you get kind of really like. Like, connected to a lot of people's everyday lives, which is murmuring is what, like,
0: it's gossiping,
1: gossiping, complaining about somebody, you know, just you know, like not just about somebody, but just anything, you know, mm-hmm. just complaining, you know, like spreading rumors about somebody. And then again, you know, with school, you know, I kind of take that and then I see that school. And then there's been times recently since I started going to the men's class where I'll be, you know, like in Spanish class, and then in that class, you know like you know like like they give us a lot of work and like i'll catch myself starting to be like bro like i don't want to do this and I'll bro, i'll be like bro, i don't want to do this yeah but then after you know like i remember you know that word murmuring mm-hmm. and like and i just think i'm like nah all right like i'm good you know yeah. like like it's not even that deep you know just do your work yeah it's not even that deep so i kind of just take it like that and um fornication let's see fornication man, i kind of forgot fornication
0: you're good so on a uh, gossiping, it, it could even be talking about just anything, like you said, mm-hmm. um, that that's a big one for me. And most of the time people who murmur is because they don't, I feel like it's because one, if you're talking about other people, if you're gossiping, it's because you don't have enough going on in your life. So you choose to talk yeah. about other people. Yeah. And then also, if it's something that you're complaining about that you have to do, um, it could be because you don't know your purpose in life. Mm mm-hmm you know what yeah. i mean like you wouldn't complain if you know like okay i gotta get this thing done because yeah. it's going to take me to my next level it's going to take yeah. me to my next spot so yeah. let me go ahead and get this done yeah. even if it seems tedious yeah. like yeah. let me go ahead and move on through it yeah. that was a good one for me too because i it took me back too because i was thinking like man when when in my life was i murmuring and shoot sometimes even now i kind of yeah. do it yeah. so yeah it's just, but all of this that we're talking about—it's these are the five things that kept people from the Israelites from getting yeah. into their promised land. Because the yeah. they cer they walked around for four years, forty years, right, doing this thing where they were just like lusting and murmuring and doing all this. Yeah. What's going on there? Keep going. Um, what was the next one? Uh, uh you can go past that one. I'll look that one up for you.
1: Idolatry um mm-hmm. right idolatry yeah. so idolater, uh, it's idolatry uh, yeah, idolatry yeah idolatry uh it mm-hmm. can be you idolizing something before god you know so right yeah right it's like yeah. yeah. so a celebrity for example money your business sports you know like putting other things above you know christ you know god you know and uh again you know like these these five sins, I feel like we can like relate it to a lot of people's everyday life, you know. Cause I saw a lot of them in myself, like in my everyday life, a lot of them, mm-hmm. like all of them, basically. Like I can't even lie, all of them, all mm-hmm. of them. But like with, like with um, adultery. We see, you know, we see people really idolizing, you know, money a lot. Like see, like like let's kind of talk about money. And this so money, um, people will man make it their everything mm-hmm. Their life man they're they're everything you know and they kind of like they lose sense of everything else in this world you know like including God including Christ mm-hmm. and you know like they'll push everything away and just focus on one specific thing you know like, like they'll idolize one thing that after doesn't even go with you mm-hmm. you know man everything in this life is temporary but god mm-hmm. and christ Amen. you know and yeah. like you know like that's just the hardest truth like everything you know like all these like all this money you know all this everything that like a lot of us see and idolize on a daily basis man it's just temporary you know it's just like it's a temporary feeling too like that we're gonna feel because after like all that stuff isn't coming with us you know like we're not gonna be you know, like with God, you know, with oh, like with 25 million dollars, you know, in our bank account, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, uh,
0: yeah, idolatry is, um, people can even idolize music, yeah, it's idolatry is anything that you put before God, yeah, you can even put your wife, you can idolize your wife, yeah, you can idolize your kids, you can idolize so much if it's uh, if it's before God. Then you're idolizing it. Um, and that's why it says, you're good. That's why it says to, to, I talked about it in one of the shows. It says to hate your mother, your brother, your sister, your uncle, everybody mm. before Christ. Mm. But hate in translation in Greek to, so if you take hate and you translate it into Greek, it's miso. Miso is translated to, The definition of miso is to love less so christ is saying to love your mother your your brother your your sister everybody love everything less than you love christ because christ should be the like you said he's it's eternal it's everything like our friendship if i hate using the term but like if i were to pass away or if you and i never talked again Mm. whatever the case is if your whole relationship was based upon God off of our relationship, well then boom, now that's broken. If all of your love when you find a when you find a girlfriend or when you get married, if all your love and all your everything is built into her and y'all divorce, well now it's crumbled and your whole world's gonna crumble. Why? Because you built it all on top of her. Instead of it building all all of it on Christ, building it all on God, and then you put everything else on top of that. Mm-hmm and I always talk about it, be sure that when you're in these relationships, whenever you're growing in life too, that whatever you go into, make sure that you're building it. Are you building it on God? Or are you building it on whatever that, that thing is? Is it money? Is it women? Is it, why do you like this girl? Like, is it because she looks good and you have sex with her? Or, which obviously you shouldn't, but, or is it because she's attractive physically? And what about her internal? Does she seek god is she seeking god is she looking for god and, and build a relationship on top of that because um, that has hope in it but one of the things that they talk about is fornication and that's having sex before marriage mm-hmm. so that's a huge obviously yeah. no no which i've broken plenty of times and and i know that through our conversation that you have too but the reason why, and, I, and it, it rings such a, it, it hits home with me on that because I never understood why, you always hear it, don't have sex before marriage, mm-hmm. don't have sex before yeah, marriage, but no one ever tells you why. No one ever, or at least no one gave me the reason why. Did anybody give you a reason no. why? No, okay, cool. Do you know why? Do you have I, an idea? T- I don't know. You don't know? Don't know. <laughs> all right, so here's my, here's my thing, is that we all have a God-given divine person for us. And when you have sex with someone else, before having sex with your wife, um, you are your virginity is supposed to be meant for one person. Mm-hmm. And when you give it to someone else, they now have a part of you, they now have a piece of you. And so when you go put parts of you everywhere, yeah. now you what do you have for your person, your main person, your wife? You create have, soul ties with people. You're creating soul ties, yeah. 100%. And so you have to like renounce those soul ties for one, but you have to leave it. And you have to honestly forgive yourself for doing what you did um, unknowingly, uh, which was unknowingly for me. But when you come in to find your wife and you're with that person, you're now coming in a broken way because you've now given it to everyone instead of holding it like it's valuable for this one person. And I know with your, just through talking to you, a lot of people in your age, bro, they're straight having sex at a dumb young age. And a lot of it I feel like is due to like, not only the music that you listen to, I I think we talked about that, that your generation is the only generation I know who has so many women rappers yeah. in it? Yeah. What? Sexy Red, Cardi B, Cardi B Nicki, Minaj, Nicki Minaj, I Spice, I Spice Megan The Stallion. Yeah. um
1: nah, there's uh, there's a couple
0: yeah. more, but like yeah. a SZA would even yeah. be kind of oh, one. Yeah, like, so they talk about depression, they talk about being independent, they talk mm-hmm. about not needing a man or. Mm-hmm pretty much acting and embodying being like a man. Like yeah. getting what you need yeah. and letting them be. Yeah. Like that do you got yeah. the power they don't. Yeah. And that's completely outside of what the Bible is. Like in the Bible it's supposed to be the man's supposed to be leading on it and the yeah. woman's kinda not behind. They're equal in the sense of they're being loved but not in the independent way Mm -hmm. that they're being taught in society now. And that's just crazy. It's kind of scary, bro. Because like they do idolize that believe it or not, like a lot of kids Mm -hmm. idolize it. We've seen it at the barber school, bro. Oh yeah. They idolize it so much idolizing money so much. And it's like y'all don't understand what that's doing to y'all. Like Mm -hmm. it's crazy to me. One of my favorite ones though was tempting Christ. And I didn't understand tempting Christ too much, but what I understand tempting Christ is, is that tempting Christ is basically saying that you're basically going to like tithing, you know, tithing. So basically like tithing, like you're going to give all your, all, all your money. It's kind of like not a good one, but it's, it's all right. You're basically playing God. Mm -hmm. You're playing Christ. Yeah. You're trying to say like you're going to church and you're just not applying it to your life. Mm-hmm. you're tempting Christ. Yeah. you're hoping that God just Mac miraculously because you're doing it on the outside it looks good on the outside looks good to everyone else but at home in your quiet place mm-hmm. you're the complete opposite yeah that's yeah. tempting Christ yeah. and you're still thinking that God's gonna work in your favor. But he's not because yeah. you're playing mm-hmm. him it's sinning mm-hmm. it's like it's a crazy thing we start really like looking at it, and the men's group sorry um uh the men's group so when it comes to the men's group what what made you want to go to the men's group in the first place?
1: um I feel like kind of the main thing uh that you know really made me want to go to the men's group is um you know, I wanna be a man of God, you know. Mm-hmm. I wanna be a man of God and, you know, not for the world. You know, um, I wanna learn by example, you know. Um, like I wanna surround myself with humble, you know, <laughs> like justice, you mm-hmm. know, like man full of justice, you know. Um, like I just wanna have like those good examples in front of me. Yeah. You know, and it was you know, going there definitely it's a blessing, definitely it's a blessing. Like, um I talk to my mom about all the time, saying how Thankful and grateful I am to God for, for you know leading me down this path that I'm on you know because mm-hmm. you know man they're blessings you know like they're really nothing but blessings and I'm and I'm really grateful for it. I feel like God like led me there for a purpose you know for a purpose and then I like I kind of think of that purpose and I think about you know like my family generational mm-hmm. you know like I was talking about it earlier you know my family's, you know very you know and you know I guess like like just going to those men's classes you know like. I'm doing something that nobody in my family has ever done, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, like, you know, like, I constantly get told at home, like, break chains, break those chains, you know, break those chains that have been, you know, like, like, just holding on to, you know, like, this curse, you know, for so long. And, you know, like, definitely, you know, like, just going, like, to church, you know, like, Mm -hmm. to those classes, you know. I'm doing something that nobody has, like, in my family has ever done, you know, and I feel like like God led me there because because he's giving me, you know, like the blessing, you know, like to kind of change everything around for my family. You know, like I can be, you know, the one, you know, like for future generations to where, you know, we don't live, you know, like how I lived you know, like I want to give, you know, like in the future, you know, like I want to give my family what I didn't have growing up, you know, like which was, you know, good examples you know like Mm -hmm. like the actual love of family you know and um i feel like that's what like what god really called me to do Mm -hmm. yeah
0: how do you do that though how do you give them a love that they've never had before
1: uh like how do i give it to them or how
0: how do you plan on doing that uh well
1: mm, I, i feel like uh Walking with God, definitely, you know, walking with God and kind of like, um, like, I feel like how I could do that, you know, like, you know, like in the future, you know, for my family is um, like, you know, being like the man that God has called us to be, you know, and I feel like that's why.
0: Teach him God. Yeah. Grow him up in a yeah, godly household. Yeah, yeah. I read this thing. Uh, I was reading this book. It was called Fighting for the Soul of Your Child a biblical way to parenting or something like that. I think I'm pretty sure I just hit it on the head In that book, it says that 30, uh, people at the ages of 30, there's only 1%. So there's 1%. Think about that. 1% of the people of the population of the age under 30 are living a biblical worldview life. So only 1% of people under the age of 30 in the whole world are live in that biblical I think in the US. Oh okay. I live in which I mean one nation under God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not many other countries are like that. You know what I mean? Trying to put God first. But that's crazy to think about that one per cent, but when you look around, bro, you see it. You you can yeah. see it. It's not hard to imagine. It, mm. It's really not. It's yep. not it's not hard to to see that I mean look around at our school. Mm-hmm. At at the Barber College. Yeah. It seemed like 1% of it was wow. just, I mean, if you think about yeah. it, like there was, there was a, only a few who are trying to seek God. Yeah. Who we are trying to seek Him, And that's the thing. Like you can have this thought of wanting to be with God, but you have to go seek Him. You have mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. show up to, you know, to church, show up to class, go read, go apply yourself. Yeah. It's there it's just that some people just they're fearful. And that's why I like, I think you have so much courage. Like, not only to come onto a show, you know, to come onto a podcast and talk about God, but to go to church by yourself, like you go to church alone, you go to Spanish service alone, you go to the English service alone, you go to men's group alone. You know what I mean? And I say alone, I'm there, but yeah. like yeah. you're you're alone. Like you, you don't have any friends that you're going mm-hmm. with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're literally walking with God there, yeah. and you're kind of going there because. Yeah. It's not for said, it's not for your mom, it's not for your dad, it's not for anybody. It's literally because you have this pull on your life to become better and something is like guiding you there. And that's what I love about Lakewood is that it's such a huge church, mm-hmm. but yet they have so many resources and yeah. they're all for free. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, why not yeah. take advantage of yeah, it? exactly. And I'd say it's for free, but like, I mean, you pay your tithes, so <laughs> in a way. yeah. yeah. But- i'm just kidding you're not paying for it through that but it's 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 all free like my marriage classes had i not gone to the marriage classes that they offer bro i don't know where my marriage would be like we didn't have a good marriage i didn't have a good um i say we didn't have a mar- i didn't have a good example of a marriage growing up mm-hmm. now my grandma and grandpa are probably the only ones that i could say that have a good marriage in the sense that through their ups and downs bro they've never divorced yeah they've never split up yeah They stuck it out. They thugged it out. Yeah. Like, and they still to this day are thugging it out. Yeah. I think they just made 50 years of being together. Yeah. Two of my lifetimes almost. That's crazy to think because, like, I'm in the same boat as you. I want to become something different. I want to become something that no one ever was in my life. I want to break chains. But how do I do that? And it's through. It's really more or less through god yeah through trying to he reveals it to you like i like how he's revealing to you now and and through friends who are healthy for you like through friends that are supporting you you know what i mean and not trying to make fun of you because you're trying to not have sex see
1: that right there that like you see like that we just said you know like you know friends you know like I see that right there, like like I've experienced that right there, like see like that exactly what you said right there, like that you know, like I know that's like, and I feel like, for a lot of people my age, you know, you know like trying to do, you know, like what I'm trying to do, you know, I'm trying to change, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like, man, like that's like, like it's gonna happen, you know, like of course, you know, like people are gonna see you as, you know, yo, like what is this dude doing, mm-hmm. you know, like he's out here, you know like trying like trying to be a man of god you know this is this and that while we're out here you know doing all this stuff you know Mm -hmm. and um man i feel like kind of like when i just hear that kind of stuff i just i kind of just laugh you know like to myself and i'm kind of just like because um this guy um in our classes in our maximize classes i don't know his name but um uh you introduced me to him uh he's an older guy okay so uh he was talking to me actually the last class uh we were there and then he was talking about it and then you know he had asked me that question he was like you know like have any of your you know like people at school any friends you know like had they laughed at you for what you're doing and like i kind of like explained to him like i wouldn't say laughed at but it's like they kind of see me like a little bit more like different you know like like kind of see me like like i'm doing something like almost like it's pointless. You know, and then he told me that, you know, like that I'm standing up for something that's right, you know, and I'm doing something good, you know, mm-hmm. not just for myself, but for my future, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The thing is, is that you are doing something that's different, but like he is right that it is some, for something good, but it's the foundation of which you're building your life upon. You know what I'm saying? those other kids may seem like they're getting it quicker or things are happening faster mm-hmm. for them yeah. or things like that Yeah, but it's like far from the truth yeah. and it may it may work out for the moment yeah. being right yeah. but there is gonna come a day unfortunately where all that's gonna crumble it really is yeah. and the reason why is because they're building it upon things that don't matter in this yeah. world yeah don't matter like 100% don't matter yeah. in a blink of an eye none of None of it matters. So the fact that you're building your life on Christ, that right there is showing a tremendous maturity, but it's also showing a calling that God has on your life. Yeah. I know it is. And it's, I'm curious as to what that calling is going to be. You're making me want to put mine on too. Uh am excited. <laughs> man,
1: you know, I mean, definitely. You know, I'm excited, you know, like to see, you know, what God has in my life. You know, like I don't know where God's taking me, but. I trust in God, you know, like at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, like, man, like I know right now I'm on God's path, you know, like I could put it, you know, like with barbering, you know, right now things, you know, like I feel kind of stuck with it, you know, Like I feel like it's going slower, you know, slow, but, but then I always think it's like, you know, I'm exactly where God wants me to be right now, you know, like I'm I'm exactly where I need to be, you know, so I don't worry about it. Because. I know God has, you know, a purpose for my life, you know, like, and I trust him.
0: Yeah. no oh, 100%. You are. Because you would be somewhere else if you were meant to be, but you're not. Yeah. You're exactly where you're supposed yeah. to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a good thing that you realize at that age, bro. Like, I'm realizing that now. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was meant to be, it would be, but mm, I'm kind of chilling. And I used to stress about it hard, mm-hmm. and I'm still learning not to stress about yeah. things, but if it would and it was supposed to happen it would happen but it's not so it must be not time mm-hmm. or yeah or it's coming it's yeah. just it's yeah. never a no it's just a not right, now. not right now maybe he's trying to teach me something else you know exactly. during the meantime
1: yeah because i feel like you know like especially like you know like we live in a generation where like social media for example uh we see you know you know like we'll see you know like people my you know even younger oh you know like they have the cars you know like like they have the girls you know like man like the whole nine yards mm-hmm. you know and then like we kind of started telling ourselves like man you know like why don't I have that you know like why don't I have all that you know like why am I in a place that I at right now and I guess you kind have to think about it like hey you know hey you know like just cuz that person got it at that age you know doesn't mean you don't have to get what's meant for you right now or like you know at the same you know at their age because you know i feel like social media it's a lot of um like instant gratification and you know i feel like that is like the thief of joy you know because comparing yourself is really just gonna kill your mood you know because like i'm guilty of that you know like i'm guilty of comparing myself and man that's like that's something that will kill your mood man like it'll make you feel lower than you know Like, man, that's not, you know, comparing yourself to what you see on social media or just on other people, you know, it's not a good thing because, you know, you should always just like, I feel like for me, you know, yeah, you know, like maybe other people younger than me, you know, or my age, you know, like they might seem like, yeah, you know, like they got all that, you know, at my age, but just because they have it, you know, now doesn't mean I'm not going to get it. Yeah. And it also doesn't mean it's not going to come to me. Yeah, But I know that God, you know, like, because, like, I've actually thought about this. Like, if God were to give me everything, you know, like, you know, like, like that I've dreamed about, you know, like that I've had visions about right now, I feel like I wouldn't know how to appreciate it as much right. as if, you know, God made me wait, you know, and, you know, like God actually made me see you know that it's for me right then i feel like man you know it's gonna make you feel so much more appreciated for everything
0: right yeah that's beautiful bro i agree i was just talking about that the other day. um do i want this show to reach like millions upon millions upon millions of course but am i ready for that i don't know if i was it would already have happened yeah. but god has given it to me in increments he's letting me Like last year, I did thirty-two shows. No. Yeah, thirty-two shows last year because Abby was thirty-three. So, I did thirty-two shows last year. I was wanting to do one show a week, so fifty-two shows last year, which would be once a week, right? Mm -hmm. Fifty-two weeks in a year. Yeah. I can't even. I didn't even put out once a week. People like Joe Rogan puts one out every other day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Joel Osteen puts one out every day. Yeah. I don't know if you know. Yeah. But yeah, every day. And so it's like God's telling me, let's see if you just put out one show a week. Can you even do that? You know what I mean? I was I was reading in the I was reading in the book of Acts and he was saying he started off with like small talking to a few people. The disciples they were talking and ministering to a couple of people. And then they went to the next city and a couple, and then a couple more. And incrementally, he started sending them to more places, bigger places, and having more tougher conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For instance, like Paul, Paul was in Jerusalem going to talk talk back to them. God was already giving him another, the Lord was already giving him another opportunity of okay. saying, hey, I need you to go. Now that you've talked to the to the people of Jerusalem, I need you to go talk to Rome now. It's like Paul's in the barracks, dude. He's yeah. like freaking in jail pretty much right now waiting and you're already telling him he can't even get out. he's not even out of jerusalem yet and you already want him to go to rome somewhere even bigger you know what i mean but as, as soon as paul started i'm not sure how much you know about uh the apostle paul but as soon as paul started he didn't immediately just throw him straight to rome or straight to jerusalem he wouldn't have been able to handle it you know what i mean god He's looking for you, and he's wanting to grow you, and he has great things. The only time that we ever don't reach him or don't reach those potentials is because we stop living with God. a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. You won't become the man that you'll want yeah. to become, or neither will I, if we stop living for God and yeah. start living for ourselves. Yeah. hundred percent. It, it's easy to go do what All your little friends are doing. Even my... I say yeah. little friends, yeah. yours, even my little friends, yeah. <laughs> which is smoking yeah. and drinking and partying yeah. and clubbing. What's today? Sunday? Today Sunday. Shoot. At two o'clock, bro, you were at church. Guess yeah. what was playing at two o'clock? Freaking football. That's
2: true.
0: You know what I'm saying? Next yeah. Sunday, same thing. Going to be yeah. spending all day at church. Yeah. But guess what? Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're probably going to go to it. Yeah. But first, we got to take care of our responsibilities of giving God his grace first. Yeah. definitely. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't do. A lot of people are like, God, do for me, and then I'll do for you, God. Mm -hmm. God wants you to do for him, do for him, do for him, do for him, and then, (laughs) you know what I mean? He wants to see your faithfulness. Like, it's easy to say, oh, you know, because it's so funny because whenever you say, when you get into those times, sometimes God gives you a quick miracle, and I think they talked about that last time. Some miracles, I don't know if you went to church the, the Sunday before, but Joel was talking about, how some miracles come quick, and some miracles Mm. take some years and some time, right? But oftentimes we can ask God, like, hey, God, like, I'm struggling with this. And he makes it happen instantly. But that's how a lot of people want. They figure, oh, well, I hear this show that Cedric's talking about. I finally want to walk with God. And then they give it a week, and they're like, well, where is he at? Yeah. Why hasn't he showed out in my life? Thing is, it's just like, with working out you're not gonna see the results immediately same thing with barbering you're nah. not gonna get that fade immediately nah. at if at all yeah first let's go ahead and let's just do a one all over on a client learn how to use the clipper yeah. learn how to do that yeah and then we'll learn teach you how to edge up and then we'll teach you this and teach you that it's so little by little we can't just immediately throw you out here and send you to a, a freaking you know um like a uh what are those like a barber battle or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. and expect yeah. you to win because yeah. you're not going to, yeah. you know, it's like same thing with God, bro. Like, and that's how much he loves us. If you really think about that, that's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves me. He loves all of us. I thought about it the other day, Joel Osteen goes out there and as much crap as people give Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he goes out there and he preaches to 5,000 minimum probably per service on the weekend. I bet any of these people who talk about him, if Joel was like, you know what? You come on, you come on. I'm gonna yeah. let you take it for today. Yeah. You go ahead and give a message to them. Yeah. They wouldn't know what to do. A thousand percent. They would fold up. They would fold up. If Joel were to come up to me, I would try, but it, it would uh, be hard, yeah. but I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And hopefully God willing, one day I do get there. But That's the same thing even in your life god is literally incrementally working in on your life just like you said and i think that's so beautiful that you understand that because that shows a lot of patience and that shows a lot of understanding and it shows a lot of strong will that you have because i've gotten that i understand that but i'm 28 yeah you're 11 years younger than me and you're already seeking the lord and you're already seeing that it's coming with patience, yeah. and you're okay with that. Yeah. You're okay with that, and you know the road. You know, like if I just keep doing this and keep walking with them, there's a lot of people that walk with God, and they're not willing to surrender their life mm-hmm. to God because they want it now. Yeah, you know, they look around like, why don't they? Why? Why do they have this? Why don't I have that? And it's that instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah. yeah, that's freaking good. Instant yeah. gratification, because yeah. you're right. Yeah, that is a trouble thing with kids, even in my generation. Mm-hmm. We want it quick. We want it now. But technology is conditioning us to be like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know everything. You know why? Because I could look it up. <laughs> but do you really know anything? No. You know, how much do we know? Same thing about God when we talked about in the beginning. You say you know God. Like, how many of your friends say, oh, God, or thank God, or God bless me, or, hey, I'm blessed, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, girls or guys, I'm blessed. Are you, though? Do you understand the words that you're saying? Do you understand, like, when you say, like, i'm blessed or thank god for today or whatever like do you really know what you're what that means like do you understand what you're doing and you're using a certain name do you know what what's attached to that name like do you know like i i, I it's just crazy to me yeah. to think some of these kids don't know like they even talk about it in these songs like oh god's got me or i'm yeah. blessed up yeah, yeah, you know and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. well do you understand like what you're rapping about, what you just said before you said that I'm blessed in that line or that bar completely contradicts you yeah, being blessed, yeah. bro. Like, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I feel like in the songs, like, you know, like how you just said it, you know, like, I feel like they kind of like, like more like use God, you know, like some kind of like, like an emergency phone, you know? Yeah. So like, Oh, you know, like God, you know, like, I'm like, I need this, you know, yeah. like, I'm in this hole. I need this. You know, but that when God gives them, what happens then? They burn them. Exactly. Yeah. Man, and we see it in a lot, man. Like, like, like music, you know, so like, like, let's talk about music, you know, for a minute, you know, music is you were at like, you were actually the one like that really like opened my eyes about music because before, like, before coming here and, like, you know, before, you know, going to Lakewood, you know, going to the men's class, I saw music how a lot of people, like, everyone else sees it, oh, like, it's just a song, you know, like, it's it's just a song, it's not that deep, but once I actually, you know, like, had that conversation with you on how music is very influential and how it's just worship music, I really started, you know, like, seeing it and seeing it more, like, like, recently, um, I've been trying to slow down on like listening to a lot of, you know, artists, you know, like a lot of music and um I'm trying to, you know, like begin to just listen to just straight Christian music, and just worship music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here and there like yeah, you know, um yeah, like um like I listen to it sometimes like going to school, when I get out of school, you know, when I'm leaving church. Mm-hmm. And then But then still, you know, like there's a lot of times where I'm still listening to rap, you know, where I'm still listening to Spanish music a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and then like, we kind of get to just being a process. It's a process, you know, like I'm not perfect. So like, I'm not gonna go straight from, you know, like from listening to just rap and all that stuff. And then the next day, I'm gonna just be on straight Christian music, straight worship music. No, because it doesn't work like that. It's a process, you know, and I'm willing to like, to be patient with that process, you know, like, like I'm willing, you know, like to take one day at a time, one day at a time and just trust in God, you know, I'm willing to take, you know, to be patient yeah. and just let God work me, you yeah. know, and like in music, you know, uh, yeah, you know, like, of course, you know, like I'm not gonna just fully just stop listening to music, but I know that I can, you know, like each day I can, you know, like, Take one step forward, take one step forward, take one step forward with it. And that's kind of just where I'm at with that right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. One thing I would ask of you to do is the next time that you're listening to a song, what I want you to do is before you press play, look at the name of the song, think about what it's going to talk about and say, how does this identify and how does this align with what I want in life, with where I'm at and with where I want to go? Okay. Yeah. So any Spanish song, any... Song outside of worship music, yeah. okay? But like I said, it's all worship music. Yeah. Either worshiping, and whenever people say thank God, and then when these rappers are talking about God, remember again, the devil is their God. So we have to watch what God are we talking about? Are we talking the God of Jesus? Like, are we talking the God of David? Yeah. That's Jewish God. Are we talking about the God of Allah, or the God of Allah is God, or is about the God of Muhammad. Because that's the Muslim God. What God are we talking about here? Yeah. So that's one. And then when it comes to the music, just ask yourself. That's what I had to start doing, bro. I want a girl. is what I thought back then. I want a woman. I want a wife. I want someone who can feel safe around me, who can feel secure around me, who doesn't have to worry if I'm doing anything. This is the girl I want, who knows that I am more than just someone who... Makes money. I'm yeah. I'm like there to listen to you. I'm there to be with you. I'm there to to love you. Mm-hmm. And then I go listen to like Nipsey Hussle and Young yeah. Dolph. And they're literally saying the complete opposite yeah. of everything I want, bro. So it's like, why am I listening to this? You're not, And then if I get her in my car, hey, you got some music to play? Yeah, I'll play some music. And I turn on yeah. that. Yeah. Why does she? And then you're singing that at the top of your lungs. You're literally worshiping it. And again, you're idolizing it. So why would she want to get with me if this is what i'm listening to i was like oh no no it's just a song so i'm listening to no it's not no it's not how can i trust you then you're literally taking this in it's going in your ears into your brain not only that you memorized it you've memorized it because you're literally singing with the song so it's in here yeah bro like it came to that it came to that for me of like i gotta start thinking about it so like it hit me hard about a year ago this just happened for me bro. That's uh, what I keep saying bro uh, like you're 17 and it's crazy that it's hitting you so soon because your eyes are awo- like your eyes are open now yeah you can't see things the same yeah. you see things in a totally different world like your blinders are off which is amazing you know what I'm saying but worship music for me at church was I started picturing Jesus up there so whenever I'm sitting down, And they're worshiping, playing worship music, and I'm not standing up. I'm literally sitting down while my king, my lord, my lord and savior, the one who died for me, is standing up there and I'm just here chilling. Having no respect for this man. That's how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But and, and I'm trying to be sensitive to myself too because I just started going to church for about a year now so when i see people there like they're jumping they're dancing and they're doing all these things you know not everyone but some of them they got their hands both hands raised and they're quiet and my hands are down or i'm just kind of like like right here (laughs) you know but but my whole point is is that it's taking me time so it's good that i'm going to church just take some time with the worship music maybe like i just started singing out loud i was mumbling things you know what i mean or singing under my breath or just singing every other word so it's, but what I understood is and what's getting me past that a lot is picturing my Lord and Savior up there on stage. And when I'm singing these words like today, I know they sang uh, one of my favorite songs was Trust in God. Um, Jeremiah sang it. Mm-hmm. when after the prayer, mm-hmm. he sang it. And it's that I sought the Lord and he heard yeah. and he answered. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite songs. But I'm thinking about God. And I'm thinking about what I've went through. Whenever I was going through some struggles, I sought the Lord. And He heard. And He answered. That's why I trust in... That's why I trust in God. And that's so true. Like the, the, the song started resonating with me even more in here. And it started adding more fuel to my love for Him. It started adding more fuel to like my walk with him not just going to church yeah. and not just reading my bible yeah but it's a form of um it's a form of fellowship it's a form of worshiping it's a form of I'm trying to think it's a form of uh giving praise to god it's one of the biggest things is worshiping singing songs of hymns um to him and i think that music plays such a huge role that's why it killed Definitely. me every day at barber school bro. Yeah. I hear y'all playing corridos and I hear y'all playing this and that and not, I say y'all, but like I hear them. Yeah. And, and they would sing it. So, and then we got kids in there who are little kids kids, listening to that. We have mothers bringing their kids in and it's like, bro, little young men, these young men are listening to that little boys are listening to that. I don't, we shouldn't want them listening to that. Do we really want them going through what we went through? And it's like our job as men to start putting those other men. Yeah. Because there's a fence, bro. Yeah. As much as we, yeah, we love each other and stuff and we should love everyone. But there's going to come a point in time where there's a line that's going to get drawn. And it's going to be the ones that are for God, for Jesus Christ. And there's going to be ones that are not. And that line's going to get drawn one day. They're literally the enemy. And... Although yeah, we love everybody, but there's gonna come a time where separation gets it gets had. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanna be on the side that's worshiping God, man, yeah, worshiping definitely, Jesus. Definitely. Um but yeah, dude, I, I remember talking to you about music and and it's a hard pill to swallow at first because it's everybody does it. It's, it's they all listen to that kind of music, and and then I sound like the one, like I sound like how you you sounded like, yeah. you know, saying that no, I don't want to have sex yeah. when you're talking to your yeah. dad, like no, I don't want to have sex, and he's like, why are you trying to be like that, and then that's what they, they think see it you differently is. Differently for it. like, yeah, they
1: don't see you like kind of like like kind of like up there with everyone else, Mm-mm. and uh, see that see like that exact like same thing. I saw at the school too, at barber school, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, you know, like. Like, with all that music playing every day, like, you could tell how, you know, like, that music had been so, like, influenced, you know, like, to their mindset and everything. And I remember, um, like, I was just sitting there one time, and then, you know, like, kind of, like, like we all just kind of, you know, like, just started like, start having, like, conversation. And um, it got to a point this one day where it was just, like, they kind of just laughed at me because, um, because according to, you know, you know, to... There at the school, um, you know, I was, like, you know, that one dude, like, you know, like, who, like, who couldn't pull girls, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, who wasn't going out with girls, bro? Like, I'm telling you, bro, like, I remember these people, bro, laughing at me there at the school, bro, because, like, because I wasn't there talking, like, yeah, bro, you know, oh, yeah, you know, like, this weekend, you know, like, I'm gonna go out, oh, with this girl, with this girl, like, and it wasn't even... Them saying, oh, like, like, this girl, this chick, man, like, it it was them saying, like, oh, nah, you know, oh, like, this B-word, this B-word, like, I remember Mm -hmm. there's someone in there, um, uh, with somebody, I don't Mm -hmm. know, you know, because, like, I don't really talk to that person, but yeah, the way he would talk to, like, well, like, at least, you know, like, the time, like, 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 he was, like, he was talking to me about it, he didn't refer to her as my girl, my chick, nothing like that, he referred to her as, oh, my B-word. Like, my b word, you know, like, brought mm. me this to this and that to it. Mm. And then, you know, and then, like, I kind of, like, thought to myself in that moment. I was just, like, see, you can just see how, like, different, you know, like, the mindsets and just everything is. Because cause, uh, one thing that um, I, like, I've really been looking into and in that um, I'm trying to do is I'm trying to go celibate. Uh, uh, so I'm really trying to go celibate for mm-hmm. a period of time, you know, mm-hmm. definitely a period of time because I know that, go and celebrate, it's really going to help me out, you know, like, like not just as a man, but just like, but with my relationship with God, you know? Yeah. Cause us being as men, you know, I feel like all that stuff, you know, like temptation, man, I feel like for us, man, that's something that's really going to like get us, get us, you know? And then I remember this guy, um, he's in my class, um, like there at church. So he's in my class. And then mm-hmm. we, uh, we were kind of talking about how, you know, like how the enemy, will try to literally pull you down you know like he's gonna do whatever you know he can do to pull you down and then he kind of put it like in the example like with crabs you know because like we see crabs you know like <laughs> <never> <laughs> done this big yeah. bucket right yeah like you try taking one out and then all of them try like grabbing onto him and pulling them down pulling them down and it's the same thing you know yeah like he's gonna try to do anything in his power you know to pull you back down you know like if he sees that you're trying to be better not just for yourself, but for God, he's going to do anything in his power to pull you down. Mm -hmm. And I can speak on that because I've experienced that, you know, I've experienced where like temptation, man, is like, it gets to me so much, man, so much where it's like, you know, it's like, it's crazy, man, you know?
0: I know, bro. Yeah. Same way. As far as the kids at school who talk about, you know, referring to girls as the B word, um, a lot of that is culture. a lot of that is culture a lot of that is the music that they listen to it's not them where'd you learn it from you know what i'm saying where'd you learn that well i learned it from the music that you listen to yeah and if they learned it from their parents well then it's gonna be kind of rough when you get older bro because like (laughs) a a respectful girl and the thing is too like half them boys probably don't even call that girl that yeah you know what i'm saying like they probably don't call them that yeah and if they do and that girl takes it then I would say that's not a girl I want. Yeah. Why would I want a girl who's okay with me calling her a B-word? Yeah. I mean, she ain't got no value for herself. Yeah. She don't care. And I don't want a girl who talks to me like that. That's one thing I can't stand, bro, is people cussing. Like, one thing that's irritated me is hearing cuss words come out of people's mouths. It drives, like you remember when you came home or you were at home and your dad came home and he would start, he'd call out your name. Yeah. It's Like just just sign. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. you know, that, that heat that yeah. runs up your back, yeah. your spine of yeah. like, Oh shoot. What did I do? Yeah. Okay. That same thing happens to me whenever someone uh, cusses. It does. It, 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 it cringes me, bro. And especially when you're calling a girl, you know, out of mm. her name. Mm. But, um, It's irritating because you're not being disciplined. There's nothing stopping them. There's nothing telling them that that's wrong. They think it's fine. Yeah. And probably because they started cussing around their parents a little by little. But then their parents probably cuss. I'm telling you, bro. All this, everything that we go through, everything that's wrong with us, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just something that's been built in you. You're talking about that enemy trying to hold you back like a crab. He gets you young, and he's planning all these things in your life so that you have to spend this time undoing all this stuff, finding Christ, and then walking with Christ. And once he catches on, you're trying to walk with Christ. He's trying to fight you even harder because you're on to something. Yeah, He don't mess with you when you're doing all that stuff wrong. Yeah. You know, like with the guys, he's going to give them money. He's going to give them what they need, girls to go with. He's hurting. Not only are they hurting themselves, they're hurting the little girls that they're with. You're just using them for nothing yeah you have no intentions for this little girl you have none at all yeah your intention is just to show her around like an object yeah oh look what i got bro oh look what you got oh she looks better oh man i'm gonna dump mine we get her. does she have a friend like as if they're expendable it's it's so sad it's so sad it's so disgusting you know what i mean because it's you're just like all the rest you are like and you're not you're in a sense of that taking that celibacy that celibacy road, I took that road. And that was a hard day to come to because I loved sex. Like, and but I started to realize that the only reason why I liked it is because I didn't like being alone. Although I liked being a loner. But it was I had a problem. Like I had a legit problem. It was like a drug for me, I guess you could say. And um, that, have I ever told you about whenever I found my ring, for my celibacy ring. I don't think so. All right, cool. So like, I had um, been just a, I think a year, about a year in or so, year and a half in of, about a year probably of no drinking and no smoking. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to smoke. I actually, I made a vow that I would never smoke again. Never made a vow that I wouldn't drink again. Mm-hmm. But I made a vow, I never want to smoke again. I don't want to, which also that is like a ritual, like smoking in itself is you're becoming something different. And so we're like a year in and now I'm just like, I'm having not as much sex, but I'm having sex with different people. And I'm realizing I'm starting to have this tug on me of like, I'm doing people wrong. Although I really kind of like this girl a little bit. I'm, I'm I'm into her, but do I see a future with her? I don't know, but I don't know. So that's wrong that I don't know. So I need to stop, like completely stop. And it started weighing heavy on me, dude, until it came to one day where uh, I had talked to my mom after church one day and she said, uh, I had told her, I said, mom, I was almost crying. Actually, I think I did cry telling her about it. I was like, mom, God's wanting me to... <laughs> to go celibate, he wants me to stop having sex. And she was just like, well, like she was trying to give me her information, like her advice on what she thought Mm -hmm. and how she felt about it. And as she's doing that, I'm looking up online, like for celibacy rings. And I like James Avery. It's one of my favorite companies to ever go to for just quick jewelry. So I'm looking up on James Avery. Out of all the 10 or 12 stores that they have in Houston, none of them have this celibacy ring that i was wanting to get and it says true love waits on it with the cross on it right except for one store one store had it in stock and they're actually no longer creating this ring anymore oh. they're retiring the design which says a lot about our generation yeah. and our time yeah. like no one so much that no one they're not even producing anymore because no one wants to buy the product anymore because no one's that's like a lost um it's like a lost tradition yeah. of like trying to be celibate you know what i mean like versus a promise ring and a celibacy ring mm-hmm. those are like kind of out the window now yeah and there was one store that had it in all of houston bro and it was 1.2 miles away from us and they had one ring left of one size and it was a 10 and a half and guess who wears a 10 and a half me wow isn't that crazy bro that's wild i got chills from it, dog. I got chills. Talk about a sign. Talk about a sign. And then so now God in my head was just like, well, what are you going to do? (laughs) You're going to do it or not? And because the thing is, I had been praying. I had been praying to God. God, give me a woman for me. Give me a woman. You've been making me and molding me into the man I need to be for her. And I know that I won't be able to become that full man until I get with her because she's going to make me into something even more. But God, please do that for me. Give me her. Like, however it is like I'm, I'm I've always told him no matter how hard it is I'm with you on this walk I don't care what I have to do but I'm with you on it and he was telling me to give up sex I was like oh god bless so I found the ring and I go that day I told my mom about it I was like look you're not gonna believe it so I go that day and I mean I'll tie it down I go to the register and the lady's like uh who's this for oh. and, and then I was like or she was like she said is this for you and I'm like, uh, yeah, it's for me. <laughs> She's like, you want to wear it out? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll wear it out. Funny thing is, I felt like that was God telling me that because I felt like He was making me acknowledge to someone that confessing to someone that, yeah, I'm I'm about to pretty much take on this promise. Yeah. So three days go by, and I or three or four days, it was the fourth day. Four days go by. I'm laying down in bed at night, and I've been praying about all kinds of things, but I haven't prayed about that ring. And I haven't prayed about giving up sex. Right. And so I'm just like, God bless man. And so it comes to that night and he's like said, you know, you haven't prayed, um, about, you know, you haven't prayed about your, uh, your ring yet. And I was just like, you know what? Fine. Like, I'm not ready for it, but if you're putting it on me, I'll go ahead and we're, we're, we'll do it. So, you know, I say, God, I'm gonna make a vow that I won't have any sex um, until I'm married, no matter how long it takes. If it takes a week, two, three weeks, three months, five months, a year, two, three years, I don't care. Just, and your timing, because the reason why I'm doing it is that I know, one, I wanna be faithful to you, and one, I know you're gonna give me the woman that I need. And he did, he gave me her. And during that time, it was kind of a bummer because I ended up, um, I say it's kind of a bummer. It's so funny because I ended up, I've, I've never been addicted to porn or had a porn issue, but I'm a man, Yeah. right? I mean, we're all human. And I was watching porn like like once or twice, uh, on like one or two days out of the week, like just in that little bit of time. Like, yeah. I think three weeks went by and I did it within that time, like a couple times. So within those that like month or so, um, I had this tug of like I had looked up fornication and I looked up sexual morality, and it was basically saying like, you know, it's kind of teaches own on the celibacy thing, you know. And I was thinking, well, it doesn't look good that yeah I'm giving up sex, but I'm still here like masturbating and I'm still watching porn, and because that is technically sex to yeah. me. I'm, I, I'm looking at something and I'm having sex, you know, pretty much by getting myself off. And so I was like thinking in my head afterwards, I was like, God bless you, are wanting me to give up this too? Like, what can I do, bro? <laughs> like, Cause I, I need to release this, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and so that, yeah. and then it was just a whole nother thing of me having to lean again on God to get me to where I'm wanting to go for me to be different than anything, uh, than anyone. You know what I mean? And I think if you're feeling that on your heart, when I would pray on it, and when I would say that you're, that's a good thing that you're feeling that way because God's calling on your life and he yeah. has a woman for you, bro. He has a woman for you who's gonna make up for all that time, <laughs> yeah. yeah, promise. And, and it's just trusting his timing i think a lot of people nowadays aren't married who have women because they are having sex with them outside of marriage 100 percent. and i feel like a lot of people break up because they're having sex outside of marriage and they're not really together for each other or for god they're together for sex yeah you know what i'm saying that's what's bringing them together so i think uh I think you're on the right path, man, I, Yeah, bro. and I would just pray on it, and if the men's classes are doing that to you, then good, because the devil is going to be like a crab, and not only that, but the people around you are going to be like crabs. You just got to surround yourself around certain people that are going to pour, pour into you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like the people you surround yourself with, it's uh, you know, like kind of like who you start to become, you know, if you surround yourself with people that are, you know smoking, drinking, you know, that's what you're going to become, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you're going to lead from, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you surround yourself, you know, like the men's classes, you know, just men of justice, you know, men who also want to make that change, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to learn from each other as well, too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like, eat, like we're all going to learn from God, you know, of course, mm-hmm. but we're also learning from each other, you know? Yeah. And I feel like there at the men's classes, um, I feel like... I can learn a lot from like their mistakes too because you know like cuz they've told me they're like we're here for your example too, you know what I mean? So you don't make the same mistakes that we did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people in the Bible are for too. Yeah. A lot of people in the Bible are there so that you don't make those same mistakes. So you know what they went through. Yeah. You know what happened to them. You know how much of a setback you know that they made. Um it's and that's why I go to the men's group. And just want to give, I'm gonna put it out on social media too. But anybody listening in, um, we keep talking about this men's group. This men's group, it's called Maximize Manhood, and it's every Tuesday from 6:30 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. So I'll say that again. It's every Tuesday from 6:30 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. and it's at Lakewood, and uh, it's where a group a lot of us get together and we break off into little groups but we come together and it's no ego yeah no pride everybody's there for everybody everybody's there for Jesus really everybody there is it there for God but like you said bro it's um it's a it's a f- not surrounding yourself of uh, with um the uh the wrong crowd surrounding yourself with people who are looking to get better and looking to we learned that Christ likeness or sorry, that manhood and Christ likeness are synonymous Yeah, and they are. But what does that even mean? Well, come to the class and figure that out. It'll yeah. definitely wake you up to some things that you'll never see again, the same. And it, it, it'll touch your life in a way that it'll never be, you'll never be the same. Yeah. Never, never, never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, so let me see. I gotta go get, um, you. I got something for you. Oh uh, really? So yeah. Uh, is there anything, any last things you want to talk about before we uh,
1: close it up? You thinking of? Uh, nah. Just um, I want to say uh, like thank you, bro. Like definitely. Uh, I want to thank God for this wonderful blessing, man. Um, I want to thank God for you know, uh. You know, definitely, you know, life for you, you know what I mean? Because you really opened my eyes to, a, like, a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like, like, if God hadn't put you, like, in my life for this purpose, man, like, I don't know, like, where I'd be right now, you know what I mean? And for that, like, I, you know, like, I'm extremely humble and grateful, bro, for everything you've done, bro, for real. And I appreciate you, bro. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I appreciate you, man. It's uh, You've helped me out so much, and glory to God. Yeah, you know what I mean always. and and glory to God on it I had for some reason something that had prayed to, uh something had told me go to a barber school yeah go to a barber college I'm like why do you want me to go to barber college bro you want me to be a barber and he said I just need you to go to barber school and I was like okay so then I go and now I kind of know why yeah you know what I'm saying and I'm just thankful that he is using me to come to people like you because yeah. you need it i need it you know what i'm saying i need that support too because i yeah. want friends who are trying to get closer to yeah, christ too yeah. and i really don't have that yeah. myself yeah. you know what i'm saying so so thank you because you know you like I, you inspire me in my life and being so young and seeking christ and knowing that how close our upbringing was especially with yeah. our families you know what i'm saying and i just know god's gonna do so much in your life bro Appreciate that, I really do. Like, I have a strong feeling he's going to send you places where he just has a place for you to go. He has things for you to do and you don't know, but yeah. you're 17. So like yeah. there's just so much going to go on in your life. But yeah, man. Um, uh, is there anything that you would want to say to the viewers? Any messages, any last words you want to give them? Um, before I give you your gift? Yeah. Uh, I
1: feel like, I feel like one thing I can leave, uh, everyone off is, uh, uh, I guess, like, the message that I could leave people is, um, I guess, um, uh, that God is always with you. God is always listening, you know, even when we might feel like, you know, like, we're not good enough, you know, like, you know, like, like, to have a relationship with God, you know, like, even, you know, like, when we might feel, you know, like, man, like, I feel so alone, you know, like, I feel like nobody's listening. God is always listening, you know, no matter what the circumstance, you know, God is always listening. And, you know, we all, you know, like we're all loved, you know, by, 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 Christ, all of us, you know, no matter what, you know, we've done in our past, you know, because, you know, everyone has a past, but God really loves us all. And
0: that's it. Sure. Amen. Amen. Yeah. No matter where you are, no matter who you are. Yeah. Um, before we do uh the gift so on on top of that just piggyback off of that is that god does love you and god it doesn't matter what you've gone through whether what kind of family you've been born into or whatever god loves you and he's there for you and it all starts with the prayer and um there's nothing that you can do to where god won't forgive you he's just asking and wanting you to seek him. And so if you are wanting to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to go ahead and lead you uh, in a prayer. So if you could just uh, say this prayer after me, just say, uh, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. Um, come into my heart.
1: Come into my heart.
0: And I make you my Lord and Savior. And
1: I make you my Lord and Savior.
0: In Jesus name, Amen. In Jesus name, Amen. And if you said that prayer, you've been saved. And uh, if you're uh, a man <laughs> uh, and you want to join into a group and get further into something, just reach out to myself or Josiah. Do you want to give him like an Instagram or anything to reach out to you to, or uh, just Nah, no? I'm good. Okay, man. cool. I'm just the, to you're good. Me. Just reach out to me, and you know you can come join our men's group yeah. uh, with me and Josiah. You've heard him talk about it; changed his life and just started to change his life, you know? And uh, I know it'll change yours as well. Um, They also have women classes too, but that's, you can get plugged in, just hit me up. yeah. Uh, But I have a gift for you, bro. Just my thank you from my wife and I for coming on. Yeah. For coming on and hope I can get you back on here again to see your growth from the men's group.
1: Wow bro. No pudding, man. Bro, we, we were just talking about this the other day, bro.
0: Yeah.
1: Bro, for real, bro. <laughs> for real, bro.
0: Yeah, check it out. It's got your name on it.
1: Bro. It's cool, huh? Bro. Thank you guys for real, bro. Like, yeah. man, this means a lot to me, bro, for real. Like I appreciate you and your wife a lot, bro yeah i appreciate you guys so much bro thank Probably. you bro you're welcome appreciate
0: it guys yeah if you have any questions man hit me up Appreciate it. so that version is a new king james version so king james version is like they thou thy shalt not yeah. all that yeah. okay it takes all those words and replaces it with like i yeah. they it's as close as you're gonna get to the king james version without going too far from yeah. like the actual text there should be some more stuff in there uh, oh, should be. Bro. <laughs> there should be one more thing too. <laughs> oh, bro. yeah, 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 I yeah. You're good, you're good. It's a deep bag. <laughs> is it? Uh, it should be. Let me see. Or maybe not. The hidden compartment. Nah. Uh... Because
1: I got this, I got this, Oh, the bro.
0: pin is attached to that. Oh, the pen? oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me see the okay. pin. It should say something on the pin.
1: Go ahead. It says, um uh christ we strengthen there you go man cool. that, that's awesome bro for real i yeah, appreciate you guys a for lot. sure
0: and that's a a letter from me uh you could either read it later yeah, bro, or of course read it now whatever appreciate you guys you. yeah cool
1: definitely read it later.
0: for sure brother well, i love you man and uh yeah, um, let's go ahead and uh we'll, we'll pray out close yeah, up with definitely. some prayer and wrap it on up let's do it All right, so uh, <clears throat> dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the, uh, for the conversation that we have. We thank you, God, for our brotherhood, and we thank you, God, for um, just placing your hands on our lives and uh, breathing in our direction. Uh, Father, we lift up your son, Jesus Christ. Uh, we appreciate him being our Lord and Savior and our example, and thank you for um, taking all of our worries, our stresses, and anxiety away from us. Thank you for molding us into who you want us to become. Thank you for working on our lives and for calling on our lives. Everyone that's listening is anointed and everyone that's listening is has an appointed mission in their lives. And we look to you, Father, to do your will so that we can live out what you have for us, the plans you have for us in our lives. And we know that you're going to prosper us in every single way. And more or less, we're going to serve others and help others get to uh, freedom and to fully be living in your purpose and in your will. So we love you, Father. Until next time, we just ask that you protect us, protect everyone's kids while they're at school, protect everyone while they're out and about, and just uh, guard our spirits, guard our minds, guard our hearts, and uh, let us just continue to live for you, Father. We love you, and in your son's precious name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for watching. And just Josiah, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Thank <laughs> My you. boy. Thank you. All right. Uh, love yourself so that you can go love someone else. Thank you all.